This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today, of course, it's Hans. Who else would it be? Jerry? Nobody wants to show with me and Jerry. Hans, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, good. How's it going? <laughs> Just uh, dealing with this uh, technical issues. Uh, you know what I was thinking about earlier? Just because uh, you know how I'm always great at um, coming up with things in the spot. Uh, is there is there anything more annoying than when you're trying to piss on a toilet and then the seat keeps falling? Especially when you're holding your shirt with both hands and your pants are below your butt. So you can't keep your penis from touching the seat. Penis? Well, listen, I was just on a train from Boston yesterday and the train's always moving, you know, it's always doing this and you like, you put the lid up, right? But what, what happens when the train's yeah. in motion, the lid starts falling down, you're taking a piss and then you're pissing all over the lid, all over the floor. Yeah, yeah. So yes, and I understand. Like, yeah, you just touch the, the seat with your balls or penis and that's not nice. I didn't do that. What are you talking about? I was standing. What do you think my balls are that droopy 32 I'm an years old, old person i'm an old man listen you'll get there when it happens to you you'll be like ah i remember that episode of movies when uh when yeah. the balls droop that's right that's my favorite episode uh well you know who knows a thing or two about drooping is kevin from thought cops how are you doing tonight kevin how's it going man so happy to be here on the ball dropping episode what a, what an honor what a privilege uh long overdue I remember I was I wanted to have you guys on ages ago. Um, yeah, I know. We've been trying to arrange this for a while, but here it is. Our balls have finally dropped and we're here. Metaphorically and physically. Yes. Yeah. And uh it's a big day for Kevin's. Do you do you like Kevin Smith at all? He's all right. Yeah, oh, I didn't a, read that story. What, you didn't read the story? No, I'm going to need you to. Yeah, wait. What happened with Kevin Smith? I guess Kevin Smith had a mental breakdown. Um, again and disappeared for a month which is, is kind of shocking because he always seems like he's posting every single day like crying photos and i was gonna about... say yeah that was we really should have seen this coming after the whole <laughs> uh, selfie thing going on yeah that's a big red flag so he recently moved he's kind of like the phantom of the opera now he moved into a theater in red bank new jersey that he bought and uh, it was originally just supposed to be like hey i'm opening Smodcast Cinemas. It's my podcast cinema location. We're going to do live shows out of here. We're going to play movies. And then he just never left the theater. He just stayed in the attic of the theater. And he lives in the theater now. So, huh. It's a little, I feel like that's another sign that something's not going well for Kevin Smith. Yeah, I found yeah. the headline here. It says Kevin Smith reveals he received PTSD treatment and quit weed after coming to terms with sexual abuse. Whoa, I didn't know yeah. that was the the reasoning behind it. Someone sexually abused Kevin Smith. I don't, was it Harvey? That the, I don't know. I, I guess for some reason I assumed it was like the other way around, but I don't know. Haven't read the article. Probably not going to. It's, I mean, he's uh, good friends with Harvey Weinstein, right? Maybe oh, that's Harvey. right. Oh, yeah, he's another right. one of yeah. Harv's victims. Big bad yeah. Harv. He's back. <laughs> Talk about well, drooping. I'm, there, I'm yeah. surprised that because there's a new Batman show, right? That Gotham Knights or Gotham something on the CW. I'm surprised he hasn't posted a crying selfie about something that happened to the episode. I guess his crying this time was more real. <laughs> was, well, that's how you knew was, something was wrong. Like the, the, yeah. you, you expect him to cry about something. And if the picture isn't there, you're like, oh, God, is he OK? Well, they, right. they released a second trailer for The Flash and there's no teary selfie yet. So. Yeah. Hopefully, Kevin will go back to normal soon. It's not too late. 
Yeah, I guess. Still it. <laughs> uh, Kevin, are you are you in on any of like Marvel DC shit or I, are you past nah, it? Nah, I'm over it. Mm -hmm. I watched that Flash trailer just because I, I, you know, I grew up with Michael Keaton's Batman, so I'm like, not. I wouldn't even say cautiously optimistic. I'm just curious at this point how it's gonna pan out. And it doesn't look like it's gonna pan out well. It looks like a lot of CG yeah. figurines you just falling from the sky. It's like he, the most active his Batman's ever been in 40 years, at age 75, um, and it just looks rough. It looks like they're starting to fully emulate everything that Disney does including hire like the worst CG artists imaginable for the action sequences and everything else. So I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, Hans, you, you watched the trailer, right? No, no, I'm, I'm you didn't do any prep for this. You just threw it out there. It's not yeah. a good trailer. Yeah. I, exactly. I saw a brief clip where like he was flying the bat wing or whatever. And like the, there's a, what three flashes come up and they're just sort of like dragged and dropped on the screen. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. It's it's pretty rough stuff. They don't even like yeah. put them in the costume anymore. They just kind of, you know, map the mouth and the eyes oh, over the, no. the outfit. They they did that with Ben Affleck's Batman in this one, this Flash movie. You can tell like the eyes don't look like they go with the cowl. It's wait, it's so not Ben, a good ben way Affleck go. is in the movie too. I've only seen like little clips. People have been posting the social media little gifts. Mm -hmm. But so there's more than one Batman in the movie. Is this like a whole multiverse thing? Yeah, that we, we got to have that. the multiverse, right? We everything's got to be a multiverse. It's just the cheapest and easiest way to like bring all these different things together without having to think about it. Yeah, you know, so it, it, it's the best marketing opportunity. So it, yeah, you have actually there might be three Batman. I've heard I've heard George Clooney's Batman is going to be in this movie as well. Oh boy, Val yeah. Kilmer with a hole in his throat, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh the, the the only one i i think could be fun is uh i've also read that nick cage is gonna play superman in the film okay. he was supposed to be yeah uh, yeah i remember tim that. burton's superman for superman lives which kevin smith wrote the script of so there we go we tied Full it all circle. together yeah um so we're talking about a movie tonight we're talking about the film spree which is like one of two memorable movies from the year 2020 the rest is just forgot it's in the dumpster it's spree and tfw no gf were the only movies that really made any sort of impact in 2020 and yeah, um sort of a dead zone for for some reason i'm not sure why huh? yeah it, the, both of them have like a similar theme of dealing with online characters and they handle it in different ways mm -hmm. eugene uh kotlarenko uh, directed the movie wobble palace and uh we are sometime before doing this movie and this is like a big step out of pace with his filmography he's usually directing these like mumblecore types of films with dasha from red scare as the lead uh this is way higher production than what he has done before even though like all the actors in this movie you can find on cameo.com right now there's a big big upswing for david arquette to land a role in this movie and he's good in the movie i like david arquette in the yeah, movie same. actually uh, he's fun, but you have Frankie Do you recognize, do you recognize 35-year-old Misha Barton playing young adult that wants to party? Misha Barton was in this movie? Yeah, she's the, the, the girl that starts flirting with him, like the party of three people that he picks up and she gets to the front and starts kind of flirting It's her, with Frankie him. Grande, and some other woman, right? Yeah, yeah that's wow. Misha, okay. old-ass, <laughs> old Misha Barton playing young person. Man, we should get Misha Barton for whatever we do next. We should. No, okay. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it, I, I, you know, you have quite an eclectic cast here. You have Kyle Mooney, you have, well, I guess we just kind of went through all the, the big names there. And of course, Joe Keery. Yeah. One of the stranger things. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I'm, not, I'm not big Amata. on that show. Like I saw the first season a long time ago and I kind of wrote it off, but like a friend of mine, like saw this movie and she was like, you, cause we reviewed it for our like spinoff podcast on thought cops. And our friend was like, you guys have to see this movie. And I kept putting it off for a little while. You know, this is like 2020 or 2021. I kept putting it off and I finally watched it. And, uh, I mean, I'll, I guess I could say I liked it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a pretty solid flick. Uh, I think I, I became aware of it through our pal, the Kino corner. Cause he did a review where he's like, it's the most based movie on his YouTube channel. So I was like, Ugh. okay, Kino, let's Whoa. see. This was before I knew <laughs> Kino personally. Uh, and, uh, do you yeah, agree no. with that statement? Do you agree with that, um, analysis that is very, the most based the movie? most based, uh, based no, ever? I, I, I don't know. think so. I think that would probably be like the passion of the Christ. That's probably right. the most based movie. I don't know. Um, Hans, you you know, did you see this movie when it came out back in 2020? Because no. we didn't talk no. about it. I feel like it came up in conversation a couple of times throughout us doing the show. But yeah, yeah, you talked about it a lot. I think you you were saying a the lot. same thing about uh, yeah about how the 20 because we were doing episodes in 2020, and I, I don't think many of them were very positive. But I remember that you that was on your top list of top movies of the year, and then you. You told me to g give it a chance because at first, like, I think I watched like five minutes and I was like, I, I no, ay, ay, ay. That's not in the saying. right mood to put up with ay, this caramba. bullshit. Yeah. But, um, uh, I, I liked, uh, some things in this, but I, I, <laughs> that's really such a generous didn't... statement. You liked some things, <laughs> <laughs> which things I wonder. I think I think Joe Carey was really good. I think he was the only believable person in this. Uh, and I despised the dialogue. I, I thought everyone and I, I don't know if it's because, like you said, I, I don't know any of these actors. Uh, isn't the, the comedian lady on SNL or something like that? Yeah, yeah she was I, I don't horrible. think she is anymore. I think she was on SNL at the time and was kind of just background for sketches or whatever i don't think she's yeah, I'm not, doing i'm it. not familiar with her i i don't think i've seen her in anything else but yeah i i do agree joe keery i thought was i thought he was great yeah um this is kind of a role that he won me over on quite a bit uh because i just think the movie does a great job of uh you know I, there's so many movies about the internet from people who like don't use the internet mm -hmm. yeah and i think this movie was a great example of like people who clearly know what the internet is all about because I actually, I listened to uh, the director, Eugene, how do you say his last name? I think it's Kotlerenko. Kotlerenko. I, I heard him on uh, DJ Doug Pound's podcast and oh, he nice. did an interview and he's talking about how he spent a lot of time on like forums and 4chan and all these different like discord servers and stuff like researching and really getting in the nitty gritty of like how people uh, interact with each other on the internet, on the internet. And I thought it was really cool because, like, he also, like, all of the, and I, we're probably jumping around quite a bit, but all of the, like, dialogue that comes on screen that, like, scrolls at the bottom of the screen of the chats and stuff, he did all of that himself, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I think you clearly see that he has an understanding 
for the internet in a way that a lot of these guys who are like 40, 50 year old filmmakers yeah. who have been working in the industry for 30 years, uh, they just hear it from like the news or something. They hear like four chance of spooky place and they'll just anonymous is stri strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was some UK sitcom, not sitcom, uh, like a soap opera, like EastEnders or something. Hans, you would know about this. And it was like a guy taking the black pill. And I feel like it went, it was like very popular on Twitter for maybe like a week or something. And it was just very humorous. Hans, you should look this up real quick. Oh, look, see yeah. if we can find the clip. Uh, something taking the black pill. I think it might be EastEnders. But this is my impression of like what the average Hollywood film industry guys uh, thought is as far as like the dark side of the internet uh, is this clip that is going to be played on patreon.com slash low res. Mm -hmm. So uh yeah i i think he does a very good job here and you can see that also i don't know if you guys checked out any of his other films they're all on like tubi for free i believe wobble palace has like a pretty similar uh vibe about it not in the sort of like manic highly energetic uh mountain dew red bull kind of way that spree is spree is very fast-paced compared to his other movies which are way more laid back and a bit mm -hmm. more mumblecore but there is that similar theme of people dealing with things through the internet but hit, like uh, wobble palace for example is a little more geared towards like an open relationship couple that is on the decline and they're just meeting random people through hookups and they kind of just want to get rid of each other you know and and it's uh you know there's a lot of overlap i think with spree at least in that regard how's the search coming hans not finding anything with EastEnders or British uh, black uh, all black EastEnders make soap history I don't think that's it I don't think that's it <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't think I saw that I I don't like you don't recognize what you're saying as okay well, why don't I take over the search and Hans yeah. you can talk about other things or maybe problems that you had with the movie okay I have my notes over here I just uh I I my autistic brain uh didn't let a lot of the little things that probably should let go easier go like uh the entire interaction that happens with uh with the first guy was kind of very cringy and very oh oh the oh, the the, uh, the white the guy, power guy yeah 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 <laughs> yeah when he's like oh well for a libtard, you're okay, or, or calls him a snowflake, or is like, I'm mm. proud of being white, aren't you? What are you, a Jew? There, there's a lot of on-the-nose dialogue that <laughs> yeah. I feel like fit more in the time it dropped of 2020 that sticks yeah. out now. Yeah, I could see that 100%. Yeah, because I did rewatch it, too, and like even a couple of years after seeing it the first time, it was a little bit... It, it did a quote-unquote hit different for a moment because, yeah, I think at the time there was like in the cultural zeitgeist a lot of that kind of stuff and i think that we're as the audience you know it's supposed to be like oh yeah i guess he's killing somebody who's you know probably not so good and then they're sort of like you know trying to take this like morally gray angle of like is this right what he's doing poisoning yeah. people <laughs> and then of course like he starts poisoning just regular regular yeah. ass people and then yeah I mean, yeah, I didn't, know, I, I didn't know anything about this movie going in, so I really, like, I yeah, I didn't know a single thing about it. So, like, when he started poisoning people, I was, like, you know, genuinely surprised and had no idea what the rest of the movie could be. But, um... Well, is that is that lack of 
like it's a very short setup at the beginning to set him up as killing people you know it's like we get his i guess online history sort of where he hasn't been successful as garner uh, uh getting an audience so but but i feel like the the switch from that to now i'm preparing bottles with poison i thought he was drugging them at first thought he was probably just dosing them to see what happens and that the would old be content. Cosby gag yeah yeah the the irish of fear special but because uh it, it wasn't clear at the beginning and then oh okay so he's just going to kill people cool like i, I as soon as as uh i realized that i was down for it but i, I don't think the setup was was um extensive enough for me to to care that much about about how sad his life actually is. And then he does a really good job at developing that throughout the story where, uh, you know, as he becomes more desperate, uh, he gets more extreme. But I think at the beginning, I would have liked a little bit more of, of him, I guess, getting humiliated <laughs> just so I could feel something for him when he starts murdering people for no reason. Uh, because he does feel a little bit just like random or just like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this to you try to, be more to get Yes, I wanted him to to be, you know, abused as a child and beaten and and misunderstood, which he probably still was uh, because of what, you know, how he was acting. But I, I feel like it was a negligent drug addict, at least. Oh, yeah. It's mm -hmm. a DJ, right? He's a DJ in a strip yeah, club. There's or... Empty strip club. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of layers, especially to like the relationship with him and his dad. Because the beginning, beginning of the movie, they kind of like, oh, we set up this channel together. And it seems they kind of have a good relationship. Yeah. And I feel like the movie does a good job where along the way, you kind of feel like a little bit more sorry for Kurt, but also like less sorry for him because his yep. dad is a complete fuck up. And yeah, like you said, yeah. he's in this like empty strip club, like doing this DJ set. And then he's doing his own stream and he's like almost like begging Kurt for like help. Mm -hmm. And even like... Even an interesting yeah. little detail I noticed the second time around because like when you watch the movie more than once because there's so many things happening in different parts of the screen you can kind of pay attention to like different stuff and it's almost like his dad's uh chat was almost like something of like people who ironically find this sort of like lol cow and they're just mm -hmm. sort of like uh egging him on like yo you can do it good job but they're sort of like quote unquote wholesomely like supporting him but right right for them it's clear, like clearly some level of entertainment the relationship that the the father character i think his name's chris and kurt have uh reminds me so much of like a lot of people whose parents are like 15 years older than them and act like older brothers or older sisters rather than mm -hmm. a formal parent and yeah I, i've seen total that before for sure like it's a it's a pretty common thing uh, also hans i sent you the clip here and yep, it's synced up in, in the time if we want to take a look so this is the opposite end of the spectrum for people what is this what is your background here is this your computer hans? <laughs> no hold on <laughs> um okay uh so like i was saying this is there the opposite go. end of the spectrum for people who don't understand the internet but still want to feature it in whatever it is they're doing uh, and this is Hollyoaks, not EastEnders. Okay. Has Joel just unleashed the worst in Eric? I like that subtitle. All right. I'll see you around.
Not on the surface. Not what people. Wait, wait. What's his this user? is not What's the. His this isn't the right clip. This is. Is this not it? No. Oh, hold shit. on. Let me okay. scrub through it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. I okay. wanted to see what this dice roll is. His username. That's pretty lame. Mm. The, the whole like interface. It's very like I'm hacking into the mainframe kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like the, He's the literally Facebook just logging looks into like his a fucking computer. CIA like page. Uh, I did see a massive uh, uh, cuck in digital font though that pops up. But this is unfortunately not the right. Oh, is that not it? Um, I might have it. Oh, we have it. We've got it. All right. Here we go. This is what I was looking for. All right. Is Holyoke's one of those British shows that go on for like 50 years and they just keep just they change the cast slightly and then. Yeah, but I mean, that that that's not england exclusively like they still have days of our lives and general hospital here in the u.s it's a it's just a soap it's tailored for 55 to 75 year old women all right here we go this is the actual clip i was looking for that's the same guy yeah dark web search is that an app you can download <laughs> The people Jesus. just texting him that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, scary. Oh, he's ejaculating. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. This is how it feels. <laughs> this is very lawnmower man. I, think I don't know. It was pretty awesome. I don't know what yeah. you mean. It was, it was it's pretty cool. aesthetic yeah <laughs> so yeah that's um that's the other end of spree for anyone interested yeah i mean i i thought uh, i thought joe curie was great in this role and he's good on stranger things too i feel like his moment kind of passed though i feel like uh, I, you know with that series people are hung up on some of the other characters now mm. uh compared to him which is kind of a shame because i feel like he's pretty versatile as an actor his character on stranger things is not does not have much overlap at all with the Kurt character in this movie. Uh, so he could be like, but at, at the same time, I, you know, somebody like him is pigeonholed in a way. He almost has to wait 10 years to look old because he's going to be perpetually cast as like this young boyish character with that face and that hairstyle. And the only way out of that is to age out of that. Or a haircut. Or hair, or if he starts receding, that could be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, they're it, it, bad for most guys, but for this guy, he could get some new roles. I think so. Hans, would you say that receding improved your your life? <laughs> yeah, because that's when I yeah started uh, realizing that my body was slowly decaying. So that's uh yeah it's perspective. <laughs> yeah, it changes. It changed nothing in my life other than wearing hats more often uh but trying uh, out different yeah. hats cowboy <laughs> yeah. hat this week scout yeah. cap the next <laughs> yeah he's 31 though how much older do you what think he needs to he is get 31 yeah. yeah exactly exactly he's gonna be that like 47 is... i thought act. he was like i thought he was like 26 like yeah. uh, on the upper end nope. 1992 yeah that is crazy he's, uh and he's still playing like 17 years old on Stranger Things, of course. 
so that's what I'm talking about. It's like the Andy Milanakis problem. It's like, how long do you have to wait before people can start to take you seriously? But he's well, how long does it. how long does yeah, Andy have say, to wait? Because he's what, like 65, and he's people still think he's a trap. Yeah, God, how old <laughs> he he must be getting up there. Yeah, what is the what is the condition he has again? Some Milanakis soma Milanakis. Yeah. They should name it after him. They should give him uh, what was the baseball player? Uh, 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 Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Yeah, they should name it after him, like Lou Gehrig. It's forty-seven. Oh my God. <laughs> That's very sad. That's very unfortunate for Andy Milanakis. Does he look any different? He looks like Roseanne now. He looks like Roseanne. Roseanne, Roseanne Barr. Let me show you. Uh... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, he's primed for a role in Spree too. He's sort of a party animal. I've seen a few like podcast clips because I think he has a podcast because obviously who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Or no, he was on one. I think I saw it out there. Steve-O's podcast. He just he's a total party animal, man. He's just like talking about going like flying to Tokyo every year or two and going nuts out there. Yeah, he's kind of got like a I would say an Andy Dick vibe about him. You know, like you could that just sucks. probably run into him anywhere where people might be drinking or, or uh, going nuts. Like you could believably show up at a house party in some random part of California and Andy Milanakis might be there. That's the kind of vibe I feel about him. I could see that. I mean, yeah, he's sort of like I, I feel like he was really big in the MySpace era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's when he had that show on MTV. Well, when he wasn't creepy, that he's still playing his old shtick. Well, I remember like even even back then, must have been like what twenty years ago. Everybody's like, "Did you know he's like twenty-seven years old?" Yeah, nobody could believe it. And here we are; he's forty-seven. He looks the same. That was uh, one of the many things that would get passed around. Like, oh, did you know that Bow Wow was raped? Little Bow Wow was raped by his limo driver. Oh, and Andy Milanakis is forty years old. Yeah, that's. That's prime time for that MySpace bulletin era. Damn, is that what happened to Bow? Is that why he went from Lil Bow Wow to Bow Wow? Because he's because Jermaine Dupree <laughs> felt him up. <laughs> uh, what is the train yeah. of logic there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because he became a man. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> well, fast. Yeah. Well, not everyone's cut out for it, as we saw with. Kevin Smith's 30 year delayed mental breakdown. So <clears throat> anyway, isn't that other guy from Stranger Things too? that Eddie guy? Isn't he also like 35? They're all old. That's how they used to do it back in the day. You'd be on Beverly Hills 90210 and you'd be 34 playing 16. It's fine. I mean, a lot of these kids aren't going to have careers as soon as that show ends. Uh, and I think they're they're finishing up. They're wrapping it up this summer, right? I don't know. Um, I'm kind of, I, I don't know. I'd like to see another movie like Spree or any sort of like sequel or something. I feel like this is pretty ripe. Like I, I could imagine someone doing a Spree sequel that's totally unrelated and it's a different filmmaker, like how they used to do it back in the day. Um, just that is a complete bastardization of the original, like a Hostel 3 situation. Hans, who, who do you think would be good for a sequel for spree uh to play that unhinged uh 
desperate character. I was thinking director, but yeah, oh, like that's an open question to both of you guys. Like, I, I, who do you think would be like a good successor, I guess, for this Kurt kind of I, in terms of actors, at least? I mean, Andy, Andy Milanakis. I think yeah. we gotta go with Andy. <laughs> He's trying to like yeah, get back I, in the limelight, you know. He's like, I'm, I've, I've matured. I may not look like it, but I've learned a lot. I've gone through a lot. I've been in the industry for so many years, you know. He's trying to like, like it's like an older guy who's like trying to get big on TikTok or something, you know. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Hans? Yeah, I'm surprised that it hasn't been anything where they've. <laughs> Jesus, that I'm just looking at Andy Milanakis's photo on IMDb when he probably was like 30. Uh, it's a, it's a <laughs> glamour shot. Uh, I'm I'm surprised they haven't done like a, especially with all the anti TikTok stuff that we've seen in this past year or year and a half, I guess. Uh, that no one has come up with a story about just someone wanting to be TikTok famous. You could do the Daily Wire spree too. Yeah, that's uh, with worse dialogue like than that? this. No, <laughs> no, because then it would be made by uh, the Daily Wire ev ev and everyone that, that yeah, that Ke Kevin was saying, like uh, people that think they know the Internet, but they're old and they don't really. So then it's just the Instagrams and the Internets and the Facebooks. And yeah, actually, I, I kind of want to see that now. Uh, <laughs> we should uh, send a message to Dallas and have him greenlit it. But who I mean, who could they have for that, though? I thought I thought of something while watching this movie, like you know, I have a podcast, you have a podcast. We know how podcast fans can be, and I was thinking about like different podcasts I listen to and the weird fan bases they have, and I'm thinking like I would love to see a movie about like an obsessive like podcast fan who's just like 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 a, for example like a, a guy who's like way too into Cometown or something, mm -hmm. and he's like just actually hates adam like he doesn't get that it's a bit he's just like in his whole thing is like he's hunting this guy down because he thinks that he'll be on the show if he does it like i feel like that's like that's an untapped market because like there are so many podcasts out there not a lot of movies about them you know yeah i think it's kind of hard to for a lot of filmmakers anyway to unpack that in a visual medium like uh kevin smith did tusk and that was like the probably the one shining example of anything podcast related to film. The other one was, this wasn't a movie. Uh, they did Zach Braff's podcast oh, yeah. sitcom where he had like a wealthy Indian family and <laughs> he had to like create a factory or something for his podcast. That, those are the only two examples that come to mind for that. But well, that type of, that type of listener you just described exists in so many popular shows. Like I remember, because uh, I would listen to Opie and Anthony back in the day. Mm -hmm. And that was like a frequent thing where they would like pick on certain comedians like Rich Voss or somebody like that. And they wouldn't get that it's a bit and do exactly what you described yeah. and just like actually have hatred for them. Um, yeah. Ima imagine being a fan and picking on Rich Voss. That's so stupid. Why would anyone <laughs> do that? <laughs> I know. Who could who could dare to do such a thing to such a nice man? Um, yeah. So this director, though Eugene, uh, I'm gonna keep butchering it. Colt, Colt Yerineko. That's that's as close well, as I'm gonna give it. Yeah. That's all right. You tried. He he yeah he uh I if I remember correctly he like directed an episode of the Adam Friedland show. Yeah. 
And he like, was think, the one I, who brought Dasha and Adam back yeah. together. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like just all the stars are beginning to align. You know, it's a, only a matter of time. Mm. I think so. Uh, yeah, he's part of he's like adjacent to the whole dime square like film scene and everything that's going on. Uh, but I think he Eugene is L.A. based. Um, and I know he's like trying to hear what I heard last about Eugene's career, because I think he's an interesting filmmaker. Some of his early works are not particularly uh, accessible. Hans, I think you would have like very harsh words, for, especially if you, you said some things about this movie are good. Yeah, um, I don't think you would have much of a palette for those. Uh, I think he, like, from what I heard, he was working on something with, maybe it was Amanda Milius, John Milius's daughter, who did the documentary, The Plot Against the President, which was all about, like, how Trump was robbed or something. I don't, I might have that wrong, but that's what I, that's what I got, which is kind of antithetical to the tone of Spree, because it, it, I think it plays it, for 2020, it kind of plays it a little safe, I guess, or, or a little closer to, all right, well, 4chan's clearly where the weirdos hang out. Here's the normal people. Here's Although it does have like a pretty sweeping condemnation, I think, of uh, all of these character types in the movie. Um, it's a It would be a, like a change of pace, but I guess maybe it fits since he does hang out in that sort of sphere of things. Mm-hmm. Just I, I don't know what there could be to be done there since she's a documentarian primarily. But I know she knows Dasha. I think she worked with Dasha on like a film uh, 10, 15 years ago or something like that. I can't find anything about them two working together. So maybe no, it's, we'll I, it's all hush hush. There's nothing about it that was like released online. So I don't know. She's uh, doing a documentary about a a book about John McAfee. That's kind of played out now. John, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's dead. First of all, uh, the, but John McAfee's time is is gone. Uh, I I think they're doing like the Michael Keaton biopic. That could be. I like Michael Keaton, so I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, regardless. But I I feel like we've got. We we hit the oversaturation point for John McAfee about three or four years ago. Yeah, and it wasn't even that much. It was just like I think it was like a Netflix documentary, right? And then there was another documentary that was released where he pretty much said the same thing. And then it's just like, okay, he's dead. He's an interesting character, but yeah, we've we've gotten coverage wall to wall. Yeah, they did a pretty good. Showtime did a pretty good John McAfee documentary back in like 2018 or 2019. I want to say. And then Netflix released a, a documentary that was not so uh, extensive. And they're doing a movie called King of the Jungle. And it was originally supposed to be Zac Efron playing John McAfee. And he got replaced with Michael Keaton. Oh, so they're doing a biopic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty giant leap, too. I wonder if Zac <laughs> Efron's face getting fucked up is what cost him the role. What happened to him? You haven't seen Zach Efron's face lately? One I have second. not, no. You got to check this out. All right, Hans, pull that up. Uh, Zach Efron looks like the bad guy from The Mask now. I don't know what happened. I know he was in like an interview for a movie he did for Apple called The The Great Beer Run or something like that with Peter Farrelly of the Farrelly Brothers. And uh, the interviewer asked him like, hey, did you get cosmetic surgery done? 
And uh, he said something along the lines of like, no, I just, I, I had a tooth pull or something. Oh yeah, he looks a little swollen. Yeah, I could see that. I think he tried to, I don't know what he, he did here, but his jawline's completely different now. He was doing that like 4chan thing, the, the jelking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, jaw. yeah. You know. It's, uh, yeah, the Chad meme. That's him yeah. now. God, it's uh, it's rough. I mean, he's got an interesting look for sure. It's very Peter Green. Um, I don't know what could have done that though, aside from trying to get like his jawline enhanced. And why would you do? Why would you go for something so obvious if you're a big Hollywood actor? It said that uh, the muscles on his face got really, really big to compensate for an injury that he had on his face where he woke up to his chin bone hanging off his face. What the fuck? How does that happen? It says he shattered his jaw while running in his house with socks on. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. That's kind of a lazy excuse, though. Like, if you told me it was a skiing accident, he, like, fell face first into a tree, maybe I'd believe that, but... No, Tripped his muscles fell just... fell off. Just fell right off. <laughs> you know, it's... You know, people that just, their muscles just get big for no reason and they yeah. stay frozen I like, I like, like how that. that works too. Like my chin fell off. So my muscles, like <laughs> my face grew so large to compensate for that. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is the defense mechanism. The His uh, autoimmune system just built a... Exactly. A, a, what is it? Like an armor of hard muscle on his face. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, makes like sense. Like a diamond. Yeah. Why doesn't that happen anywhere else? Why doesn't that happen to somebody's abs when they haven't worked out in six years? Yeah, and I wonder if anyone's tried that. Uh, you know, someone that has no chin and they're like, I want to have a chin, so I'm just going to smash my face against the yeah. wall until my jawbone almost Maybe falls out. Maybe if you just fall so. down on your arms a lot, you'll, you'll just compensate with massive quantities of muscle. So they're, they're saying he did like a risky business and that fucked his face up. And this is the result of that. Yeah. You people are always trying to like replicate that scene at home. Let this be a lesson to you. Try it. <laughs> it will work wonders. Mm. Well, uh, best of luck to Zach, I guess. Did you see his movie? Did either of you guys see uh, his, his new film he did? Uh, I heard he was in something recently. I'm trying to remember what it was. Like some kind of like weird. Isn't he in some like TV show or something? Like some reality show? If he's on a reality show now, that's quite the fall for Zac Efron. I, I well, he has was. he has a reality show where he just goes to places and he's like, whoa, isn't that crazy? That's what I'm that. thinking of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh oh, it's called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Yeah, it's on Netflix and Whoa, that's crazy, man. Whoa. I haven't heard of this. What is it so he just visits places and he's trying to yeah, do like an Anthony Bourdain thing? What? Yep. And they show him things and he just has the most like bimbo what is it himbo is that the word mm. the most bimbo yeah. reactions so just like being impressed by i don't know some someone drinking out of a faucet and he's like whoa you can do that like that type <laughs> the of show thing. should be hey it's just him showing people his chin and getting their reactions and just whoa yeah. hey that's crazy your face looks like that whoa <laughs> season just, two yeah just the holding a around. picture of him in Flip high school musical and then moving it See the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> it's that the greatest no that's not the greatest b-run ever is it Firestarter? he was in that oh that's right he was in the Firestarter movie 
uh, Kevin, do you keep up with horror movies or anything like that? Like, what is your taste um, as far as film goes? A little bit. I'm honestly, I'm not like the biggest horror guy. Like, it's it's something I can appreciate, but I feel like I don't get the same like enjoyment out of it that some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of thriller movies, action movies, comedy movies, uh, which is like you know I feel like there's not enough comedy movies these days. Uh, I am going to see um, God, what is it, Blackberry at the Music Box Theater coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Music Box in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of that one? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. I hear of everything. Yeah, it's, Blackberry, uh, let me see. Matt, director Matt Johnson, he did The Dirties, if you remember Oh, that. yeah, yeah. No, I have heard of this movie. I didn't yeah. know the title. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Uh, Glenn Howerton, Jay Baruchel. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Matt Johnson's work. So, like, I, I think, like, I definitely appreciate, like, people reinventing the form with, like, oddball comedy movies. Even if they aren't like strictly like you know, a comedy movie per se, it's like just the idea that there is a movie about the invention of the BlackBerry is funny to me. Mm-hmm. Any kind of like weird, like I'm trying to think like like people who kind of come out of this sort of like similar scene of people who are like maybe more internet adjacent or they're kind of more in the know of like how things are. Like we said, like uh, I want to butcher it. you. I'll just say Eugene from now on. I yeah. want to say you know. Or uh, the Safdie brothers, I feel like they kind of like get it a little mm-hmm. bit more too. Um, Which, by the way, Benny, Sa- I just saw like an advert on Instagram. Benny Safdie starring in uh, "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret," an adaptation of Judy Bloom's novel. Huh, that's pretty weird choice. Didn't, didn't see that one coming. Didn't <laughs> no. see that coming. Um, God, what else? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like all over the place, really, with like what I don't know what's out there but most of all i'm trying to think like what else i saw this year that i really liked i uh, know another movie we almost did shin ultraman I had a lot of fun with that hmm. see i'm kind of just open to whatever as long as it's like fun or interesting mm-hmm. or thought-provoking in any way yeah i so i just have the trailer to blackberry playing here uh on mute and uh, I'm glad they're giving Glenn Howerton something to do because I feel like he is yeah. very underutilized as a comedic totally, actor. Totally, I know he was in that first season of Fargo where he, he like played like a yeah. you know a comedic role in a serious series. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to see this guy do more, and like he doesn't get cast enough. No, I think he's the most underrated of the entire It's Always Sunny crew. Agreed. We've hundred percent. Uh, I mean, Charlie Day's oversaturation point was like around the time of Pacific Rim or so. Yeah. but yeah he we're like he was a great luigi on him oh yeah 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 <laughs> that's great right. luigi i haven't seen the new super mario brothers movie yet but i think i feel like i caught a clip of you guys talking about it on thought cops or something yeah i i will say i i liked it quite a bit but i'm also like such a huge fan of those games so it's like hard for me to divorce myself from like even imagining to think of seeing it in anything other than like that perspective so i thought it was an enjoyable movie charlie day was great um god i mean like uh what is his name um guy who plays mac i'm trying to blank uh mcelenny uh rob mcelenny yeah yeah Yeah, i feel i feel like i would love to see him in more roles too yeah well he's got his uh he's got a show on like apple or youtube or something where he didn't they they just uh canceled f murray abraham or something over an inappropriate (laughs) joke or set behavior i have no clue he's 80 something years old and he, <laughs> he was doesn't on even that, know show. that means yeah 
So, uh, yeah, uh, Glenn Howard, and I feel like he only popped up in The Strangers. He almost got the role of Star Lord in uh, yeah, Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. That must kind of haunt him a little bit that he could have been that guy. But as, as a fan, though, I'm I'm glad it didn't happen because like I haven't watched Sonny in a couple years, but like it's cool to see him still pop up in little things like this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if he was in you know Guardians of the Galaxy and was absorbed into the whole Marvel universe. We wouldn't get that kind of stuff from him. Whereas with Chris Pratt, you know, they can have him. He's fine. But I don't, he doesn't like hit that same kind of uh, vibe for me that Glenn Howerton would. Mm -hmm. So. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, F. Murray Abraham was canceled uh, because of jokes. Uh, he put out a statement and he said, uh, oh, fuck, where did it go? He said, this is a sincere and deeply felt apology though never my intention to offend anyone i told jokes nothing more that upset some of my colleagues as an end as a result i lost a great job with wonderful people i have grown in understanding from this experience and i hope they will forgive me there, well, there you have it he's, he's an old guy <laughs> he was probably just yeah i don't know i you think, think he, he raped somebody i think he i think he did something <laughs> i think he was jeffrey tamboring it like on the set of transparent Hon just honking yep. honking women yeah, yeah he was he was he was up to no good i don't i don't buy Is it. jeffrey tambor like been in anything else since that because i feel like a lot of these guys end up like bouncing back somehow but yeah i really haven't heard anything from that guy since that whole thing went down well he wasn't doing that much before transparent right he was doing like voice stuff i think yeah i mean i, I mean I, I don't know for much besides arrested development and um the larry sanders show yeah, he was great on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, uh, Arrested that Development reinvigorated his career totally, and then mm. I feel like he had like a good string of movies and TV shows because of Transparent. Like he was winning Emmys every single year, and he kind of got like very like holier than thou because of it. He was like, "Ah, oh, this is this is an important thing for me to be speaking on behalf of the trans community." And then that's when they fucking they struck yeah. him down. <laughs> they said, "You got too big for your britches. It's over." And yeah, yeah he, he's disappeared he was, since. He was in Trolls. He was in Tangled. He was a regular, well, 11 episodes of Archer. Uh, he was in one episode of the Orville. Uh, he's a character in the Tangled cartoon series. So he wasn't really doing that much. Okay, <laughs> so he was, he was keeping employed, but he wasn't doing yeah. anything wild. Also, Matt Johnson looks old now. He looks like... I guess our age, because he is our age. Uh, wow. Okay. I'm going to check this movie out, Blackberry. I'm actually very intrigued by it now. I didn't even know it was about the origin of the Blackberry. I don't know if I'm going to be seeing that Super Mario Brothers movie. I am. A, I, I'm <laughs> that, quite a fan of the You know what, man? That is totally fair. That's totally fair. Do, do you have any thoughts about the John Leguizamo, Bob oh, Hoskins yeah, yeah, original? Yeah, I, love that. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, for those who don't know, yeah, John Leguizamo is angry that the new Super Mario Bros. movie is not inclusive because he said you know luigi was a latin american in the original movie that's right 1993 yeah. and now they got fucking charlie day the furthest thing you back. could think of yeah for furthest thing you could think of and he's saying it's not inclusive but like we have a black toad in this movie keegan michael key is playing toad like you know this guy's just mad they didn't put him in as a cameo i think yeah. that's all it is you have a white donkey kong how much inclusive do you want it to be? I mean, you know, I'm trying to think who else, who else? I mean, like, I don't know. 
Uh, Fred Armisen is a uh, he's cranky Kong in the movie, and I saw some. He's Latino. He's 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 mixed up. He's got like he's in him. He's like you. I don't know what the heck he is, but. He's very like I saw somebody say that uh Cranky Kong in the movie is very Jewish coded, <laughs> which I could after seeing the movie I could see it you know. Wow. From the the name. Right? I feel like um you know we were gonna do a show on the original we're, we were gonna do a show on the original Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah ages yeah ago. I I even got like that you told me to download break. yeah where it shows extra scenes that are not you know shot properly and. The the work print of Super Mario Brothers the movie is it's almost like Blade Runner. In yes. like there's a lot of stuff that winds up getting I mean, it, even in just like the normal movie itself, like it's very ambitious with what it's going for and the atmosphere and everything else. But the work print I feel like only added more to that. And there was so much that wound up getting cut. I don't think it's a particularly good movie. I loved I, it no. when I was a kid, but I mean, I, kind of... I, dude, I, I hated it when it was a, when I was a kid because it was like, I was like, ooh, a Mario movie, and then I'm like, this, what is this? But it is. I, I think I heard the same production designer also worked on the Blade Run, the original Blade Runner, so like that's why it looks so similar. Ah, okay. But like, I think it's also one of those things where I wouldn't mind it quite as much if it was like, not Super Mario Brothers. Like if it mm-hmm. was like an, an original. Mm-hmm oddball take of like two working class plumbers who are trying to take down this like cyberpunk dystopian lord of the shadow city whatever the fuck that would be fine but like forcing in the mario stuff for like oh he's mayor koopa you know and then yeah, yeah. it's just you like, don't even need the plumbers thing like how what does that add to anything in that movie and yeah you have and they're, a only Yoshi, as, they're only Yoshi's dressed just... as plumbers for like the last like yeah. 10 minutes of the movie yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh he he also said uh i hate him by the way i think he's insufferable i think he's john leguizamo yeah i hate him i think he's so i hate that type of victim that's not a victim but he they want everyone to believe that they're a victim he's been getting a free ride because of his ethnicity for his entire career because he's never been well he lied about his ethnicity he said oh i'm puerto rican and then his dad said you're colombian what are you talking about so his dad so, threw him under the bus like yeah, that. Yeah. Who asked him? He just like, no, nah, I just want to come up. My son is a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he was probably playing the victim too much and or playing into that Puerto Ricanness too much. Well, his whole thing pissed me off too. Yeah. Was was him being Puerto Rican? His one man show, everything was it was like it's yeah. Your favorite? Yeah, I remember those specials a lot from a long time ago. Yeah, I, li- I liked him in the 90s. I get why people would find him annoying. But now, like, and he gets, he still gets good roles in movies in spite of, the, I don't know why he's complaining. He was in The Menu. He was in John Wick. He's he's done, like, real movies in the past five, ten years. Well, because if you don't complain and play the victim, people forget about you, right? So <laughs> yeah. now yeah. he has to he has to come out with this, oh, Super Mario's not diverse enough. And, and it's like, and he also said, but if they make a sequel, I'll be down for playing a role. So it's like, you're just a fucking desperate on, I don't want to say untalented because he's been good in other things, but. Do you know how long he must have had to hunch to play clown in Spawn? Because that was, that was not, that was a suit. He had to be like this yeah. every day of filming in that damn suit. So yes, he's talented, but he's just an obnoxious just... asshole. That's. That's what it is. Yeah, and and if that's how you get work by playing the victim, then just fucking uh, fuck that. That shit just really bothers. Me. As a multicultural person that can't be 
uh, <laughs> pointed into, you know, any direction for my ethnicity. I hate that that's what he's trying to do to get more work just like well how dare they not include how dare this movie about two italian men not include a latino man playing the italian man like that doesn't make any fucking sense and the fact that he's getting attention from places like variety and and all of these rags uh makes it even worse because who cares about what who has ever cared about what John Leguizamo has to say outside of his performance and you're very anyone? worked up right now about <laughs> well that's but yeah <laughs> So he wants, he's saying that uh, uh, a movie about two Italian guys created by a Japanese guy should yeah. have starred a Hispanic guy. Because in the 90s, they cast him, you know, when he was popular or he was But like famous. nobody else from the old movies in this movie. Why, like, why should he be? It's not like they brought everybody else back and he's like, what about me? Then I would kind of understand it. But like nobody else yeah. is there. Well, who, yeah, could, who could you get? Because Bob Hoskins is they dead. Did an AI. He's, I mean, like, God. Yo, the AI uh, the... Bubba Hoskins voice playing <laughs> Mario. <laughs> uh, you could, a... I guess, get Daisy, right? Yeah, Daisy. God, who the fuck played uh, Koopa? I'm drawing a blank. Dennis Hopper played. Dennis Hopper, played yeah. Played Dennis, Hopper. Dennis Hopper's not in this movie. You don't hear him complaining. Uh, he's in he's a not like pissed off about like, oh, Jack Black is playing Bowser. It yeah. could have been me. He's got better shit to do. Mm. Like rot. Like, like rot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, Lance really... Henriksen was a King Bowser, apparently. I just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, so, all right. That was another thing, too, with the original, right? Is Bowser... Bow, so, Bowser was actually Koopa, yeah. and King Bowser was just a king. That, I didn't know that was Lance Henriksen, actually, because he has a beard yeah. or something, right? Interesting. Okay. Well, you know, I'm sure it's great. I don't know. I, I do think Super Mario Brothers 1993, aside from the Mortal Kombat movie from 95 is probably, at least as far as like the 90s go, the best video game adaptation. People don't think about Double Dragon. They don't think about Street Fighter that much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm skeptical to want to see more video game movies because I, for the record, like I think that I've always thought they should be separate. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been dangling this like Metal Gear Solid movie over our heads for a long time. And the yeah. whole time, I'm like, just leave it alone. Let it be its own thing. But this was fun enough. I kind of just would be okay if it was a one-off thing, but because it made so much fucking money, yep. we're going to see it like over and over and over. And if they're good, they're good. That's fine. I mean, I don't know. It's like... But are they ever, though, when they do that? It's I mean, always I, I, I enjoyed this one enough. One. And like that's saying, because yeah. I fucking hate Illumination movies, like the, you know, Minions and all that kind of stuff. But like, because it's like, I feel like, you know, you have like things like Pixar, which, you know, they're movies for kids, but they're also for like, I feel like they're kind of geared a little bit more towards like everybody yeah. can get something out of it. Where like Minions, Despicable Me and stuff, those feel like specifically for kids in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this was definitely different than that. Um, I don't know. And I think it's also like they've, they've been making the games for like 40 years. So they just had like, a lot of stuff to kind of like, yeah. I don't know, play with and do whatever with. And I think that, you know, they'll probably do that for like a lot of uh, a lot of other video game series that are like been around for a while. We've already seen Sonic. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll do Zelda or something like that. So they're probably going to. So Donkey Kong's probably next yeah. up, right? Since I thought they would tie directly in. I thought I heard they were gonna, we're going to do a spinoff. And like the movie does kind of set it up a little like they don't like specifically set it up, but like they have a lot of the other 
Donkey Kong characters like show up very briefly in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, hmm, wonder what that yeah, would just be. Just like. in just in case it makes a lot of money, I guess. Exactly, we'll exactly. Set yeah. Set this up. Do so we now, get a I guess, do we get a yeah, Wario the, appearance by any chance in the film? Sad no. to say no. No. I, I was I was half expecting him to show up, you know, post credit scene. There he is, you know, find out who's going to play him. He's not there. No, that's very unfortunate. I hope he's I, I'll show up to a Wario film or if he's yeah. the villain in, in number two. Wario's always been my favorite. Um, you know, so the Metal Gear Solid movie, I know that and I hate this director. Jordan Vogue Roberts was attached to direct that for a period of time. <laughs> He did. Uh, was he the guy who did Kong Skull Island? Yeah. yeah, I remember that because like, wasn't the boat or the ship in the movie called the Gray Fox? Yeah, there were a lot of Easter eggs where he yeah. was like hinting at. You know, he did Akira, uh, the Akira jacket on John C. Riley's character, who plays oh, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Brule in the movie. Bizarre character, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of nerd stuff that's just sprinkled throughout that film, and then Oscar Isaac was supposed to play uh, Solid Snake. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which not a terrible choice, but not my pick. I wouldn't pick him. I think That's he'd a- probably go go with uh, Glenn Howard in of there, Always there, Sunny. That, you know what, man? I don't hate that. Yeah, so I actually I like, don't hate that. Little Oscar Isaac, you don't have to do tricks with the cameras, but he just looks smaller than everyone else as Solid Snake. That doesn't make sense. Actually, uh, you, I you heard that I I heard that Jack Black was was throwing. Pedro Pascal as the voice of Warrior for the sequel or whatever. It's just like he, we... wa- he, he wants that because like, you know, Pedro Pascal is like the, the big he's the big meme guy now. Everyone mm-hmm. is yeah. you know, talking about him. But um, I was going to say, like, I would actually have to see maybe uh, Glenn Howerton could play Raiden. Oh, I feel like I could, that I could see a little bit. Perhaps. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I don't I don't I, th- I think you're first statement was probably right in that we're just better off without a metal gear like those games are already very cinematic on their yeah. own and the storyline is so elaborate in uh you know breaking that down over three to like 12 hours of gameplay depending on which one you're you're picking up there uh have you have you felt like any of the live action video game adaptations have have cut it i i remember seeing silent hill Mm-hmm. And thinking that was pretty decent, but I never played the game. But as a movie, I thought it was not bad. The first, I just I watched both of those movies for the first time last year because I I learned that Roger Avery wrote this script to the the first Silent Hill, and he was one of uh, Tarantino's main collaborators. He hosts the Video Archives podcast with him. And I was like, oh, that's very weird and interesting. I'll check that out. But I've also never played. Silent Hill, and I enjoyed like a lot of the visuals of the movie. The sequel's yeah. really bad, but the first yeah. one, not 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 that bad. Uh, and I guess that guy's coming back to do a third Silent Hill movie. Um, what do you think about? Did you did you ever get into Resident Evil or the Resident Evil film like series? I, I've played I've played a handful of the games, but like I have not seen the movies, and I know that they're like completely different mm-hmm. than. Um, the games I, I was hearing something on a podcast recently like mega strange they were talking about how there was supposed to be like george romero was supposed to do yeah a resident evil movie and then that fell through and then the guy I, I forget his name the guy who did the movies currently he just happened to have a script ready because he was a fan of the games and like decided to like just write one in case i guess mm-hmm. and then he was like there at the ready like oh i can do it you know and they got him and then they're sort of like from what i understand they're like uh 
they're not they're not like based around the game specifically they're kind of loosely based on them but what i think like makes a good video game adaptation potentially is like using a lot of the pieces in play from everything else because like another like I'll, I'll say like another movie i actually did kind of enjoy was detective pikachu mm-hmm. which again it was a movie i was like why are they making this i saw it it was actually not bad because they they took all the pieces from all the games that were there and they made a movie around it instead of like you know for example if they made a metal gear solid movie it would have to follow probably the first game the second movie is the second game the third game is the third game or the third movie is the third game but it's like i think if there's enough material there from a long period of time you could just like make a movie with whatever the pieces that exist currently mm-hmm. and then like fans wouldn't have this reaction of like oh this isn't how it happened in the game that's yeah, not how yeah. it happened well it's not the game you know it's it's faithful but it's its own thing too where i feel like the resident evil movies are kind of like they they kind of try to have both i feel like especially the the paul ws anderson yeah the the series they did with mila jovovich where it started out like we're just going to take the spirit of the game and we're going to do all new characters and we'll hint at like different things they kind of did that with that first movie and then the rest were their own like they were just straight up action films that happened to include the characters from the games and they were not even like treated very respectfully the one that and we talked about it on the show i haven't talked about it in a while is uh welcome to raccoon city from 2001 it's not related to any of those it's exactly what you were talking about the guy who was ready with the script uh that was based on the first two games that one i think is a pretty good horror movie in general and it's pretty similar to the games it captures like the late 90s vibe pretty well um and i yeah i i I think that's probably the only one worth watching at all that they've produced i didn't check out the netflix one with with lance reddick oh god oh yeah that was (laughs) that looked very weird Mm -hmm. yeah don't it's uh, such a waste of what is it like 12 hours or 10 hours or however long because each oh so it's a series yeah it sucks what the fuck is going on over there it's so bad well now they're hemorrhaging money so they can't really do you won't be seeing more cowboy bebops and uh resident evils did you check out that cowboy bebop live action oh my god yeah i'm i'm a a huge fan of bebop the the original because i gotta say that now it's the original Mm -hmm. one but the uh i I watched it with like actually i I went back to my hometown and like me and my friends who like grew up watching it together we're like let's watch this for a laugh and we watched like i think eight of the ten episodes and holy fuck it's so bad how many times did you laugh so bad because there's not many laughs it's more like come are you really and i'm not even i'm not even that familiar with the original one it's just like what the fuck are we watching well it's Mm -hmm. like they kind of like I will say it does not look that bad. Like the production is like this, the sets and everything. It's kind of like, oh, this is kind of nice. I remember this. It's kind of cool to see. But at the characters, anytime anyone says anything, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like they're the these horrible setups for jokes. And even the original characters in the show are like, it's not that it's different. It's that it's different and also very bad. Mm-hmm. Like there is, I don't know. Did you see it? Yeah, I've I've yeah. gone back to it because I was like, damn. So we watched a little bit of it while we were shooting Mass State Lottery because it dropped around the same time we finished our crowdfunding campaign on the second go around. And we watched a couple of episodes. And then I went back to it later on 
I was like, this is, this is remarkably terrible. Cause I think we talked about it on here as like an episode, yeah. right Hans? We did that with, with Nick Joroff. Um, and then I decided to go back after it was canceled. So I had it in my head, like, all right, well, they've been punished for what they did now. And I was like, <laughs> if okay. I, if, yeah. Your view, if you watch it, it's not going towards like a potential sequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then, then it's just like, well, this is now like a kind of a cool, horrible, pop culture artifact the same way like Batman and Robin is. So it just, yeah. it, it exists. It's not going anywhere. Uh, they're not doing anything with it. And it will probably just wind up getting buried and be this weird, obscure thing in the future. That's kind of cool, but it's horrible. Of course, it's very yeah. poorly written. The, the mm -hmm. performances are very, make you uncomfortable to watch and sit through yeah. and the humor does not stick at all. Well, uh, if you're fans of, uh, of of the other big anime, One Piece, yeah, you'd be happy to know. Yeah, that's that uh, doing. Yeah, that's, uh, I, uh, I can see the One Piece. Yeah, soon, yeah. yeah, yeah. That they're... is like, obviously, I'm a big fan, but like, the, it's like they could not have picked a worse one to start with, like in the live action thing, because it is so like fantastical and cartoony. And isn't like, it just... also super long? Isn't it like like a it's shitload very, of it's manga? It's really books? fucking long. I mean, like. It, it's just I don't know. It, I, it's an odd choice, and I, they're doing Yu Yu Hakusho as well. What they're doing Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah. Oh no! I like I Yu Yu Hakusho. I know. It's like, oh, it, and this is be yeah by the same studio who did Bebop. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, it could. You know what? I, the one thing I will say though is the set design for this show looks pretty sick. Like, they're actually, like, it's not CG. Like, they built the fucking pirate ships from the ground up. They even show behind the scenes and stuff. They're building these massive ships and everything. And I'm like... Nice, okay. Apparently, it has a massive budget, like, bigger than Game of Thrones. But it's like, I... It, this feels like it's going to be, like, a colossal disaster. Mm-hmm. Do they have any movement going with Yu Yu Hakusho? Is there a cast reveal? Yeah, there's a cast reveal. Let me show you. I just A cast it. reveal. Okay. Uh, I'm not familiar with this series but i used to watch it on it, it was uh like a two, not tsunami it was on adult swim mm -hmm. back yeah. in like 2001 2002 and that's how i became familiar yeah. with it i don't know if those are fan made or not because i've seen those around for a while those images but like that looks like ai or something yeah, <laughs> yeah this looks like deviant art uh Let me see if i can find news on it. <clears throat> but yeah they they kind of like I, I feel like that's one that could maybe work mm-hmm because it's not super long, it's not super fantastical, like there's fantastical elements to it. I feel like that could be kind of fun if done right. But again, you know, my expectations are so low uh, for that. But I, I, I think that's supposed to come out like next year, maybe. Yeah. So the video game genre and the anime genre, just they can't seem to get it right for the most part when it comes yeah. to doing like a Western live action adaptation. Uh, the only yeah. one that I think I enjoyed, and it wasn't even because it was like accurate to it. And granted, I have no fondness for the source material. I just checked it out because I, I like the director, Adam Wingard, was that Netflix Death Note movie with, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Nat Wolf. Because it, it plays it as like a Death Note movie. And then in the last 30 minutes, they're just like, fuck it, we're just going to turn this into something different. And um, it, it becomes like this kind of dark, the guest kind of teen horror movies, something, I don't know. And I liked that. I liked the, the abandonment of all that, which is also why I liked Halloween Ends because they're like, Michael Myers, who gives a shit about Michael Myers? <laughs> We're going to have this cool kid, Corey, 
for 80 minutes of the movie. And then they bring back Michael Myers at the end. That sucks. But everything but that I liked. So Death Note kind of did something. So that's Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's an official photo. Yeah. That's I was going to say, are you sure that's not like a convention? Yeah, that I don't. It's on IMDb. You're, uh, this, okay, this yeah, maybe it is then, yeah. Okay, well, it's Asian people. Yeah. It looks so fake, like, just like, yeah, you, it looks like AI, like those images. I mean, th this picture looks real, like the one of him sitting there, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy these posters, huh? They, these feel like maybe they took the actors and did a mid-journey AI and then somebody uploaded. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not difficult to upload a fake poster to IMDb, especially if it's in production or something right now. I don't buy it. I was going to say, he, he should be more of like, a, like what, what's the word? Like the, the rebellion, like guy who cuts class to smoke cigarettes on the roof you know that whole like that whole sort of trope yeah in anime well, and stuff and well, like there's I'm not, also I'm not getting one that vibe from that kid you know no there's apparently one that came out in 2020 already not by netflix but you know how in japan yeah when they do that they go all out with it doesn't matter if it looks goofy it or silly. looks ridiculous like yeah every time japan does an adaptation of one of the, the like series it's always like cosplay it looks like a convention fan film yeah i mean they can't get it right either like yeah. i i've seen like uh like the full metal alchemist movie uh japan something like a japanese director did a while back it's fucking horrible man yeah they uh, you know on the flip side too they did uh, uh a korean adaptation of wolf brigade which uh you know there's a there's a very popular anime that was done in japan i think it was called um jinro wolf brigade and that too like they got the costumes right like the costumes look very dope and then the movie's just so boring it's so dull it doesn't capture the energy of the spirit or anything and yeah uh, it's just because like animation or like manga and whatever like it's made so much like it's made so specifically for that medium and like mm -hmm. a lot of that just like does not get transferred over like there's a sort of like frantic energy to it and like I don't know like they just it's drawn with a lot of emotion animated with a lot of emotion and stuff that just does not translate super well to live action though i actually i just thought of one that was actually pretty decent uh Rurouni kenshin did you ever watch that no no but i did see that there was a movie out i think i might have seen it mm -hmm. when we were like pirating films for one of the past shows i didn't watch it though i watched it i want to say like like one of the movies i saw like maybe 10 years ago not that bad Again, it's okay. also not not crazy fantastical, so it felt like it was within the realm of like doability, mm -hmm. and that yeah, that was okay. Well, we have uh, Taika Waititi's Akira to look forward to. Uh, you know, yeah. a trailer to a movie he directed just dropped today, and I actually think it looks kind of good. So, uh, but that doesn't mean his Akira is gonna work. Like, I don't think you can do Akira. I don't think anyone could do it. Just, you know, I think we would all be perfectly fine if nobody attempted any of this stuff. Just mm -hmm. it works for what it is. Make something else, and if you know, I'm I'm not like a if it's good, it's good. But like it just the success rate is so fucking small. I just I, yeah, I think they're approaching it from the wrong angle. And when you have so many like studio executives that are involved and very concerned about the returns on it it's just a recipe for bad news yes so I, I i don't think it's gonna turn out well i don't think he's the worst choice for akira but he i don't think he's gonna get it i don't think he's visually interested or shown that he's 
visually gifted enough with its movies to mm -hmm. make something like that like is it just going to be zingers is that what you want from your akira <laughs> movie just like goofy zingers that work 30 of the time and then we don't see is it going to be like the american godzilla where we barely see godzilla because the boring human character is more interesting you know it's going to be something like that where every time these guys like think like i'm going to change a key element because i think that i'm smarter it never works yeah. out you know mm -hmm. people don't care like these guys who are like well they don't care about the monsters they care about the people it's like nope people nope. don't care about the monsters <laughs> they don't care about the people at all yeah that that movie i i still haven't rewatched because i was so pissed off uh in the theater what's the director it's not rian johnson that was uh, that was uh, gareth edwards gareth edwards yeah because there's one scene where godzilla is fighting with another monster and then the camera just pans down to follow the human running away and i'm just like we're here for that we're yeah. here to see the monsters and the effects and what was like 2000 2012 2010 yeah that was 2013 2014 and they tried and, to correct it with uh the sequel i don't know if you saw that that had millie bobby brown which comes back to stranger things all right the war of monsters or i think it was called king of the it. monsters yeah no i i was that i love that I, I, I love the originals like i love that goofy japanese monsters stuff but after that first one i was like i especially exactly. after like, kong skull island too which wasn't great either yeah it doesn't take itself too seriously it's like it's goofy what is the term tonkatsu or something where they got the the the, the machines the guys in the costume that are sort of like rigged mm -hmm. to look bigger than they are mm -hmm. like i think people appreciate it for like the level of inventiveness i guess but like not to say there aren't like good versions of that that are advancements but I don't know. I just, like you said, there's just something about like, yeah, the studio executives having these like ideas of how something should be where it's just like, is it even worth it making this? Nobody's going to like it if you meddle with it too much. Well, that's the thing. I, I feel like sometimes I don't even know who they're making it for because yeah. So especially something Akira is one of the biggest animes ever, but it's still like a niche, you know, anime thing that it's mm -hmm. not like a mainstream thing that everyone would recognize, right? A regular person that yeah, it depends you know, on the age a, range. Like, yeah, somebody yeah. on TikTok is probably not going to know what it is, but like people our age are going to be like, oh yeah, okay, right. But then you, if you want to attract the new audience you're going to step away from everything that is recognizable that works for the core audience or the fans that it already has. So then it's like, okay, so who are you making this movie for? It's not for people that are familiar with it or is it for people that are not familiar with it? So you're going to take a lot of the elements out or every, every all the weirdness and all the, you know, things that might seem odd to modern day audiences. I'm gonna, just going to take that out because it's not going to work for them. But then it's like, then don't do that then just make your own monster or your modern right. yeah, whatever like make a pacific of, rim and right be done with it yeah mm -hmm. exactly because then it's just so you're just using the name I, I feel the same way about this new evil dead movie and i i probably have talked about this way too many times but it really bothers me when you just ca just call it anything else it doesn't look bad i'm i'm going to see it but to me if you don't you're have a movie to see it no i'm gonna Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh if uh if the main reason why anyone likes those evil dead movies is the ash williams character the fiscal comedy 
and everything that right, happens right. to him you take him away from it and th then it's not evil dead then it's just evil book movie so then why even call it that just make your new horror fucking uh, sam raimi just hey come up with another horror movie that's not related to evil dead because ash is not going to be in it and if you uh do a um what is post credit sin with him then that's just fucking cheap and that sucks i'm sure it's not terrible i'm sure uh, i'll have a good time just like with the I've, remake I've heard I some good things about it but i just it looked like overly serious to me from first glance right and that happened to me with the with the remake where it's just like then just fucking call it oh, anything yeah, I else forgot about that yeah call it anything else because the only element you're keeping is oh well evil cavern and evil book it's just like all right then it's not evil dead and i'm very passionate about that just because of how much i like the original trilogy but yeah it's just it ends up being just a cheap name recognition thing where hey this movie's for no one and yeah i mean and that's that also to the problem where everything nowadays is like an existing ip a revival yeah. of an ip you know like I feel like I have a theory where I think a lot of that has to do with like people, you know, over the last few years, there's been a lot of like, you know, political unrest. There's been the pandemic lockdown, all this crazy shit where people are just like, I want to feel like I am with something I know and I'm comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And that they only want to go see or consume media that's like an old friend it's like oh beavis and butthead are back again well, i love those guys you know i want to know and it's like nothing against that like specifically but there's just like everything now i feel like has to be like people just want something familiar because they're everybody's so fucking rattled from everything that's been happening and that's when you get joe dirt 2 right joe dirt 2 <laughs> joe dirt 3 Wait, what, what? there's the wasn't there was that the joe dirt too is it like on crackle like a crackle yeah. exclusive yeah. yeah yeah we just did joe dirt last week and hans put himself through for whatever <laughs> reason that direct to streaming sequel that's painful it's very painful and long wait, oh so uh, wait you guys watched the first joe dirt for the show we watched the first yeah the guest chose joe dirt <laughs> okay. so so we went with joe dirt <laughs> and uh that was uh a blast from the pre 9 11 america wow yeah i remember seeing like seeing that in like fifth grade or something mm -hmm. it's funny but didn't a bunch of poo fall on him or something yeah that happens pretty, there's funny. a lot of dogs having sex <laughs> yeah, and, yeah yeah uh, poo yeah 9 11 That's... really took away our innocence we're like before that <laughs> happened we were like we could just laugh about a dog humping another dog and be like yeah i, I don't care who you are that's funny yeah. yeah, you could never do Freddy Got Fingered in 2023. It's just not going to... The elephant cum is not going to hit the same notes than that, that movie did. <laughs> uh, an example that I always think about when, it, when, when we talk about this is that uh, a Black Christmas remake. Where Which one? The one that... Uh, I think it was Fangoria or something like that made with girls. Like an all-girl remake, but it was just like... Instead of... The original is also I yeah. Think, it was always all the girls. Cast. What are you talking but, about? But but in this new one, they're like, I'm gonna fight him, woke. and I'm black. Person yeah, has gone woke. Yeah, and then it's just so everything that works on the original, it's not there anymore, and all you get is the the girls. Like that's the aspect that you kept, and there's a killer, I I guess kind of, but he's not hiding in the same house because I think they they catch him outside in the snow or something like i don't i my brain forgot everything that has to do with the movie just because of how fucking terrible it was but that's a perfect example of we're going to take advantage of a movie that wasn't even that big it's just a recognizable name like black christmas but 
they, they, I didn't even make that much money. I think it was like Canadian independent movie. Uh, but then, you know, well, you remember that name, right? So that's how we're going to get the audience. And then you watch the movie and it's like it keeps zero elements or anything that works from the original. It's just the name. And and that's what I want out of Spree 2 is the Andy Milanakis yeah. sequel directed by uh, who directed uh, Con Air? Oh, Simon cool. West. Yeah, yeah, Simon West, Speed, Spree 2. Not Speed 2. They already Speed did that. Five. Spree 2, Cruise Control. All right, fellas. All right, I got to get some dinner in me. So we're wrapping up this show, and I'm hungry. Okay, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the program tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It was a long time coming, but I'm glad we finally made it happen, and our again, our balls have finally dropped. Yes. Uh, we gotta, you you got to come back. <laughs> And talk either a comic book movie adapt that's not comic book video game movie adaptation or an anime adaptation in the future. So pick one out. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, I may have to finish Bebop just to kind of see because again, I watched eight out of ten episodes and I got enough of it. I'm like, okay, you know, I but I I do have a mild curiosity to see how it ends. And again, we know that it won't come back if we watch it. We're not giving our we're not supporting it. But uh, I mean, they're apparently. Like with the success of Mario and whatever else, I will there will, will be plenty. So next time one comes out, when Sonic Three comes out, just give me a call. I'll be there. All right, <laughs> all right. Thank you for coming on the show tonight, and thank you for listening.